This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 148. Nine. 149. We're going to hit 150, I think, with any uh, luck at all. Next week, yeah. Joined uh, with me, uh, second or third time, Tiff? Oh, I think two. Okay, three, introduce three, yourself three. to all the fans three, yeah. at home. Say again. Tell them who you are. Tiffany Norton. And? Andy Rampernard. Mike Gelfan. Michael Bryant. Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rod. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. I want to work with her just so I can go, Norton. Oh, my God. Uh, does everybody do that to you? Not that it doesn't happen as much as it used to. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Because it's not as many people know the reference. Yeah. But. Oh, God. If you don't know Jackie Gleason, get away from me. Oh, I thought I it mean, was Ed Norton. 
It yeah. was Ed Norton he was talking about. Well, it was Eddie Murphy doing <laughs> the bit you're referring to, right? Not, no, actually, oh, you're actually Jack ta- Gleason. Well, no, no, I mean, I understand the Honeymooners, but the Eddie Murphy doing that, oh, his stand-up where he made fun of that voice, I was in elementary school. So that's what haunts me, oh, is I Eddie understand. Murphy. You were in elementary school during Delirious? Mm-hmm. You know, those were the good old days when a man could just threaten to to beat up his wife, and it was funny. That's true. Straight to the moon. But you know, she also did nothing but call him fat all day, so it's kind of a give and take. (laughs) Humor is a is a cultural sidebar. So that's why we have none right now. (laughs) We have no humor right now. Tiffany, how do you get by? Hard to find. It's you know, I don't do a lot of. Colleges. That's easy. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> I do nightclubs for that the helps. most part. Um, you know, it's. It, I don't do a ton of political stuff on stage. But I, anything I just is don't. not funny now. Nothing's funny anymore. No, that's not true. Good, Relationships are still funny. Mother-in-laws are still funny. There's gold. Thank you very much. I said, "What'd you call me?" <laughs> Now, in any case, I hope the comedy. Look, we went through this in the late '70s and early '80s. Storm, comedy had to come storming back in the early uh, to mid-80s. Mm-hmm. It was just dead. You interviewed uh, Maggie Ferris, I think, a couple oh, of weeks ago. Oh, I love ago. Maggie. Yeah. And I want to go see her bit just simply to hear fifth, five minutes of material on MnDOT plow drivers. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. got to be pretty yeah. funny. Oh, she's, she is absolutely a treasure and an untapped resource uh, in this community man she is really i've seen her just riff for 20 minutes she i mean she really is it's her act is never the same twice you know some people it's very structured yep yep kind of like this podcast it's like this podcast structured none no structure at all good I got to shut up. It's time for you to take over. No, that's no, you, no. I know what it feels see, like. You always oh, think man. that you're going to shut up and you yeah. never do. And oh, I'll, I'll let I you. always think I'm going to shut up and I never do. This is what he just said. I, I'm going to give you some insider information. I hate you. Do you know why I'm able to get so many guests to show up on this thing? Why? It's because of Andy. Pleasant? No, because of you. It's because I'm oh, the son yes. of a famous DJ. That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. That should make a great T-shirt. <laughs> Laugh it up, girl fan. Famous DJ. I saw the smile. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have to admit it. Yeah, I'm a disc jockey man. <laughs> I have once. I've only written maybe ten or fifteen songs in my entire life. I'm better at playing other people's music. I've written a couple of good ones that you've never you? heard of, but there's one that I've been meaning to write and I've never finished. It's called Guitar Player's Girlfriend. I mean, they're the most miserable people in the world because guitar players are all just total wrecks <laughs> as human beings. But I have it all mapped out. I just have to come up with a melody and some time to sit down and write it. That is pretty much true. Well, most rock musicians and almost all musicians are nuts. Yeah, that's true. That's a yeah. fact. That's just, oh, It reminds God. me of the uh, Simpsons episode where they were parodying uh, Nirvana and Homer was playing the role of Kurt Cobain. So one day Marge comes home and Homer's on the couch, barely conscious, surrounded by needles. And so she sweeps them all up and says, you don't need it. And he goes, no, I need it, I need it. And she says, no, you don't. And the voiceover says, actually, I had become diabetic from drinking too many Frappuccinos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you say comedy's dead. See? Well, this was 20 years ago, so. Yeah, well, see, there's a big difference. Well, sure, yeah. I don't think comedy's dead. I just think people are cowards. I really do. People have become very cowardly. And that, that is very, very true. I, one thing I, I got to, I learned a matchup, and I didn't see it at I first. I told you we wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. Leave me alone. This is the last thing you'll stop say Stop asking me questions, and you pill. I hate you. 
I, I hate, hate you too. everything about you. That's why all I wouldn't you? No, I forgot what I was going to say, so I'll shut up now. I don't remember either. I, <laughs> I totally derailed you. Comedy, I'm sorry. I, you were saying something about cowards. Oh, yeah. The one thing that I discovered, it took me a long time to do it, was I didn't realize that everyone who considers themselves woke is a huge drinker. <laughs> Have you awesome. noticed that? <laughs> I am not kidding you. If anybody calls themselves woke, which yeah. not many people do. I've never even heard it. I've never no. heard anyone say, See, oh, I'm woke. Go. Well, that's because you don't go into work every day. I never did. I, well, that's I true. don't either. <laughs> Thank God for me. The fewer but, people you talk to. So in order to be totally woke, do you have to be a booze hound? Well, I, I don't know anybody that claims to be. I'm in Mike's camp. <laughs> no, really. I've never camp. heard anyone say that before. I have a question for you, too. So now you two... Which two? There's five people in the room. You two, okay. because you were just talking about you and Mike, are both quite liberal, but you're not psychotic like some of these far right, far left people. We are when we get on the internet. Oh, are you? <laughs> burn, <laughs> baby, <Psychotic>. burn. <laughs> I, I just, why did we get to the point where you don't agree with me, so I hate your guts? Like, calm down. I have a good friend of mine who was over saturday we're gonna do some recording in january he's a, he plays everything he's a really good drummer and so i said can you come over and tune this set up and let's talk through the project so we were shooting the shit and we started talking about politics and he's really conservative and he goes you know you're one of the few liberals that i can actually talk to and i said well i i get that from friends of mine and i think that i, I don't really call myself that i do lean that way but I'm not yeah, right. the, the kind of person that thinks that every single thing Donald Trump did was bad. And I also don't think, conversely, everything Joe Biden done is good. Right. I mean, But I think that's kind of missing. We've turned it into a football game. We absolutely, absolutely. have turned it into a football now game. We're a tribal nation now. And, yeah. and the reason we are is mostly because of money. It is money, Mike. You're 100% right. You're 1,000% right. It's all about money. Corporate America, and oh my God, I, I can make some money if I pretend to be this. Yeah. So speaking of which, can we get Tim Walls on the phone? I'd like he just to come slice on. He my $17 billion back. $17.9 billion. Okay, so I underestimated. And they're sitting there. They need, what, $2.7 billion of it, I think, to run the state? That's, uh, you know, $15 billion sitting there. Could I get my cut just back? Just a little That'd something, a little, little, little taste. Andy, what is it? The uh, the the state uh, is what six six million people, five and a half to six million. Yeah, five, six sounds, about sounds about right. I'd, it, I'd five, settle seven? for a ten dollar Arby's gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arby's is plenty. I'm not Although, asking for more. Their hero sandwiches are great, by the way. If they would not, they pissed me off when he took off that breakfast sandwich. They could give every Minnesotan three thousand dollars. Wow, three thousand dollars. That'd be nice. Catherine, I have six thousand coming. Now we're talking. <laughs> Boy, if I only had another 3000 what I could do with then it. Then I'd be happy. I could probably go out to dinner. How about we give it back to the people who actually paid it in? That just well, that's went the thing. Over about 50 you don't have a piece. surplus like that without overtaxing. That's exactly. the thing. Well, a lot of it did. Well, it, you're right. But a lot of it did come from federal stimulus money. That was a big we didn't part use of it. it. We didn't right. get as sick as everybody else did. Very well, I mean, and in that case, well, and yours. wouldn't they say give it in back defense in defense of the national government, they did the, what they thought was the best thing, and they did it as quickly as possible. And any time you're handing out a trillion yeah. bucks, you're going to screw it up. Well, I, at least you know, we're not in debt as a country. Huh? I said at least we're not in debt as a country. Oh, yeah, we got some debt. I think we might actually be. I'm not sure. I could look it up. <laughs> I wonder what is it But now, anyway, like I really trillion? hope they get their act together and... Because they tried to do it 
last spring, right? And then they got deadlocked because the House and the Senate were on opposite sides of the right. table. And after the election, I think the Republicans th thought that they'd win, naturally, and then they could do what they wanted to do. But now that it's... In Minnesota, were they insane? Well, they held the House. Oh, you mean the nationally? No, okay. no, no, no. Uh, it, the the, the Minnesota state. government, uh, the, the Republicans mm -hmm. held the House until the last election. The Senate. Senate, you're right, I apologize. Can you guys handle this discussion? I not? made one little Tiffany, mistake. Get off my back. <laughs> Tiffany, let's Tiffany go ahead. All right. You want me to jump in here? I would. Here's what I do. We can settle the national debt easy. Let's sell them Hawaii. This is just like a game Ooh. of Monopoly, right? Yeah. Like, who doesn't want Hawaii? Right. Hawaii is like the prime yep. real estate. Like, forgive our debt. You can have Hawaii. Sell Hawaii and then Sell you, can it to put some, you can put some hotels on Oof. Nebraska, increase the value. You know? Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Baltic Avenue is never going to get you a no. good net, but. No, but yeah, no. we've got, got some Hawaii. hotels on there. That's, you know. Yeah. I'm telling you. Sell one island plan. at a time. Do you think we get $28 trillion for a Hawaii? I don't know. Probably. We just got to get a really rich person buzzed. Let's see, the GDP, yes. what is Hawaii worth, I wonder? Oh, Andy can figure this out. <laughs> Works for me. $73 billion. Well, that's so the, we're going to be a little that's short. That's the GDP, though. Yeah, well, yeah but I mean... But that's not the I'm just talking real estate value, oh, man. But you look at it as a business. You know, if Hawaii is yep. going to produce $70 billion a year, how much would it cost, you know? I never actually, you know, bought businesses because, you know, I'm not a business mogul, if you didn't know. But... How like how does that work? You know, if if a business generates X per so year, how much do you buy it for? It, it's it's times earnings is a, yeah. a, right. a common business calculation. Like and so it's like uh, eight times earnings is not you know five to ten in that range. Okay. In the well, car ten times business, would be seven hundred billion dollars. Radio you know. used to be like twenty times earnings. Then yeah. it was ten times. And now, and now you, it's you probably have to pay well it's because yeah. the earnings are going down, so twenty years from now the earnings are not going to be the same if they exist at all. I all I know could... is Mike and I worked for the highest rated morning show yeah. in the country. That's mm -hmm. all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and I'm driving up, a thirty you? year old car. So <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> there you go. There you have now, it. You know, what, what we could one another way of saving a lot of money though, we wouldn't actually have to sell Hawaii. We could just let Louisiana secede. We could do that. And that would save us a ton of money. Yeah, I could say, well, that goes all the way back to Huey Long and all the rest of them. Yep. That's long. been around a problem for a long time. Man is conceived in sin and born into corruption, and he passes from the stench of the grave, the stench of the deity to the stink of the grave. Of the grave. And then he paused and said, there's always something. And then don't forget he said... I'm going to win this race unless, remember what the unless was? Hmm. I get caught with a dead bo oh, yeah, dead yeah. girl or a live boy. <laughs> and you know it's it's okay. it's interesting that you know you know you know who you know who Senator John Kennedy is the yeah, lesser sure, John. Right. He's he's a guy that talks like talks the, with like this action. Yeah. And what but of course when he you know when he went to Oxford, he he just talked like this. Then he, There's a shot. Then he came back home and he decided he was going to run for office in Louisiana. And all of a sudden he was talking like this. And uh, so he just got reelected to the Senate. You know what he announced right afterward? Hmm. He announced that he was thinking now about running for governor. Why? Huey Long complex. That's true. That's a very good point. I like that. You ever notice that when people get around other people with accents, they get the accent? The, yeah. the they do. Oh, well. And I don't think they do it on purpose. It's called code switching. When we lived in New yeah. York, I remember I'd go down to, like, you know, 
grab a grab a bite to eat or whatever one of the great restaurants down there and i'd bring a friend that had come in from minnesota or wherever by the time we we're out they're going so what do you want to do now dummy <laughs> most famous example in my life would be alex's friend becky who's from gloucestershire oh i oh. met her before a blonde woman one yeah very She's nice lovely person. yeah she in is. normal speech she talks like you know you would expect any british person to talk when she talks to her family on the phone, oh, it's fine, it's like, what the hell are you saying? It's the Welsh accent. Yeah, it's that it West is. Country accent West that country really accent. comes out. She does, You cannot understand one word she's saying. No. It's true. It's ridiculous. It's like me moving up to Grand Forks to KNOX. I could not understand one word anyone was saying. Like, what the hell are you saying? Mm-hmm. All right, Doug. Would you get to work on car selling? Uh, what, what do you want me to do? I want tell you to me a secret about ass. selling cars. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if I answer. wanted to sell a car right now, I will. I will. I, I'll come. I have a complaint to register just with the universe. Oh, good. And I'm not going to say who it was, but I got an email actually right so before I left. Uh, big fan of the morning show. Loves the podcast. You guys are great. Blah 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 blah. And, he, and it's. Uh, Five paragraph letter of the difficulties he's had buying a uh, particular brand vehicle that Walzer has three of in okay. from a dealer in western Wisconsin. I'm like, you know, all that money we spend advertising, could you have like maybe bought it from us? So he didn't buy it from you. And he's talking about what a terrible experience he has. He says, well, <laughs> this might make good, this might be good information to pass on to the listeners. I'm like, <laughs> well, Doug, if you remember, I suggested you uh, work with someone, and then they turned around and bought a car from someone else. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What the hell's wrong with I you? Know, well, I know. I've got to say this uh, in his defense, though. Now, I've had the, the, the pleasure, the luxury of being part of this podcast for quite a while. Oh, now. the luxury. And uh, yes, and and uh, but I have yet to hear. A, I'm sorry. I, I I don't mean this as a personal attack, an ad hominem attack. But I've never heard a car selling secret in all that time. Actually, last episode when we didn't have a guest, we spent half an hour talking about the viability of electric automobiles. Yes, we did. We have you talked about asleep. that quite a bit, actually. And you call that a secret? Well, actually, well, I mean, all right. True. Let me think of a good secret. That's pretty much true. I know. I want to know what's the air freshener I need to get top value. Yeah, you're damn right. See, it's just it's. Is a, it pine? It's what a, is it? It's a total red herring name. Nobody is going to tune into a podcast called um, "We're Going to Make It Up as We Go Along." Mm-hmm. That's but car true. selling secrets. They might go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's right. like speaking you of that, know. by would you have, ask Jaylee? He still hasn't called me. J-Lo wasn't calling you? No. I didn't know he was supposed to. Well, remember, they handed it off to him. You didn't hear that part? No. Well, somebody needs to call me because my car... Oh, they haven't really done your need... car? No. Well, I'm going to see him in about two hours. All right, just tell him to come and get I'm it whenever he's ready around. or Sorry whatever. about that. I thought oh, it was done. It's not a problem. It hasn't gotten... I just don't want to wreck the car or anything like that. I think Doug would prefer it if it was in an email. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> five paragraphs of yes. yeah, your no, experience. Uh, yes, I should. You know, driving your vehicle, <laughs> the Nissan Altima. We've Ultima, noticed. We've noticed several that. flaws. Oh, by the way, before we move on, I did. Uh, Paul and I, Paul Walzer, yeah. and I schmoozed about something, and uh, so I, I did him a favor, which is my. Like I said, your family's been wonderful to me. Break I, some guy's legs, or God, I. That would be wonderful. <laughs> no, there's a certain uh, 
certain name that'll come up. You know, he just uh, went through a little procedure, not a big deal, but he, mm-hmm. you know, he sends me a picture with his leg pop propped up, and he's got a bottle of Kongsgard in his right hand and a glass in his left hand. <laughs> Kongsgard is the you greatest can tell, uh, You can say who it is. It's Paul Walzer, yeah. yeah. He has a knee replacement or whatever. And Kongsgard is the best Chardonnay ever made. It's phenomenal. And he's sitting there, he's got his bottle of car, Kongsgard, his glass, and there's his leg propped up on the table. I think it's wonderful. So back when Tom used to drink a million years ago, we used to go out to client dinners, and one night Paul called up and said, hey, beautiful night, let's take my boat out on Lake Minnetonka. And he's got this 30-foot-long skiff. and Great. Just as about, what, 10 of us or so, and we go to Maynard's for dinner. Well, Tom shows up with a couple of cases of wine which we drank all of. Um, yes, you did. And the next morning, Paul called <laughs> Good projection. Me. <laughs> what do you mean, you? <laughs> yeah. Paul calls me the next morning and goes, Doug, I was down cleaning out the boat, and do you know what this wine we were drinking was? And I said, Tom's got apparently quite a cellar, and he has a really good taste, so I wouldn't be surprised if... Since there was a bottle of Chardonnay that was $400. I said, well, we probably shouldn't have been guzzling it right out of the neck. That was a long time ago, by the way. It's it was 2012, yeah. Yeah, yeah. About about before the podcast, now. I think. It was, yeah. Or just after it started. Yeah. That was beforehand. I think it was right be- It was the summer of 12, because Paul started the dinner conversation out with, all right, everybody go around the room, tell us who you're voting for for president. That's and why. right. That's like, right. Okay. How could that start an issue? <laughs> uh, why is that a problem? <laughs> It's an it interesting a, way to start the drinking. It was maybe a year after that that you you quit in what thirteen? Yeah, it's it's going to be. I think in March it's going to be ten years. Uh, yeah, Speaking of which, so. can I out you? I just did. I realized you put it on social media, so I figured it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So six months. You started drinking again? No, I quit. <laughs> I thought I smelled something when I walked in. Uh, those are not ketones. Those are someone else. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah I, I didn't say anything about it, to, except for like kind of my immediate family until I was at six months. So I figured that burned the ships. That was enough? Because mm-hmm. for me, it, it was literally a, a point of, ah, that's enough of that. See, I didn't drink for the time I was 21. I quit drinking at 21 when most people start drinking. And then I didn't start drinking again until so I was, was like 21 30, and a 30, half. No, 31. Yeah. I stopped for 10 years. And at 31, Catherine, and I, Catherine always wanted to go to Napa Valley. That was a big mistake. Because like, uh-oh. <laughs> Tommy, who doesn't drink, is back in Napa Valley. Uh-oh. This is going to be a problem. But then I, but, you know, I cut back. I went from 31 to like, you know, 61. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know. So you decided you've had enough. Yeah, I was having, I had a, uh, not the first time, but I had a full-blown panic attack on stage in the middle of the set. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that's can't not be good. good. Oh, no, it's not. It's no. not fun. And it was all of a sudden, I was like, nothing. Just, I heard my name called. I got up on stage. I had it on the tip of my tongue where oh, I was going to start. Oh. And nothing. Lights. Oh. I can see them all looking at me. They feel bad for me. I feel bad for me. I'm in a complete, it's no. like. All I can remember of the experience, honestly, is the lights. And the, then this poor woman in the front, like, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, I don't think it <laughs> and is. it doesn't help. And, I mean, I've been doing it for 15 years. So it's not like this is new, and it wasn't even like a pressure show. But, yeah, so, and I'm like, you know, I really need, I've, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder years ago, and I just never really 
took it seriously, and I and I'm like, I can't, I can't mix my medication. I got to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm actually addressing this. So yeah. Gee, two people in the room have an anxiety disorder, and maybe even three. <laughs> All right. <laughs> two of them are Team comedians. anxiety. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, it's the same situation. I still have trouble with it. I get anxiety. My, my anxiety is like, ugh, it gets really bad. But I don't, you know, whatever. You get through. Well, I'm glad I'm doing it now. Did you watch the, uh, or did you see on Netflix the thing about the, the uh, it's called, I think, Take Your Xanax. And it's all about benzos and oh, how yeah. people are trying to get off them and how yeah. they're just, they were That's overprescribed really just difficult. as much as yep. opioids. Mm-hmm. And I had no yeah. idea. Well, well, anytime you went to the doctor and said, I'm anxious, have some benzos. Okay, That's yeah. I've never, I've never had one. So benzos work very well the first time you take them. Yeah, they stop working very quickly. That's very quickly, yeah. Yep. Like the second time is yeah, when it all falls much. apart. And what's the one that causes causes uh, brain damage and, and heart attacks? It's, well, it's, about it's, anything will do that. But I mean, I mean, You're talking about the one that causes tardive dyskinesia, I yes. think. Well, that's a lot. Those, typically, that's antipsychotic. Yes, that was, that's an antipsychotic that oh, does okay. that. Yeah, yeah Haldol causes yeah. Um, tardive dyskinesia. I remember I, I when I was, well, this goes back many years ago, when I had a lot of anxiety and uh, and various other issues, and I, I went to see a, a shrink, <clears throat> And I walked in, and this was like, I don't know, this was like, you know, 40 years ago at least. And I, I went into the waiting room, and this guy, very, a very a great psych, psychiatrist, he, he was really terrific. In fact, I, I just sent him an email yesterday, so we're still communicating. And he had this little office. It was, it was a circular building right next to uh, Methodist Hospital. Oh, I know where you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. And, and, it, and it, was like, it was like a metaphor because, you know, you, you, you'd walk into this building and, you know, you could go faster and faster around this circle, but you always arrive back at the same place yeah. you started. Yeah. And it's kind of a metaphor for, it is. you know, for a lot of psychotropic medication. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but it was, um, and, but, um, I, and, and I, I looked around me and I saw, like, okay, on the left side, I, I see someone who's obviously got s- severe paranoid issues and and then uh, there's a guy next on the other side he's got td tardive dyskinesia mm-hmm. and obviously he's a schizophrenic and you know and and i just you could sort of like see what was going on with everybody and i said when i when i went in there i sat down and i i said to this great shrink i said um does anyone actually ever get better and he said he said like very much he was like like this he said yes sometimes they get better and there was a pause and he said but then they stop seeing me oh <laughs> and i thought like i should charge him right yes yeah. yeah, what you want to so. hear but no. he still added he still added 40 years later and and so you know well, it, that's good it hasn't been all bad but yeah if you're fascinated by aliens ghosts cryptid creatures like bigfoot then i have the show for you the paranormal 60 with dave schrader each week we investigate different claims of the supernatural bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms tune in pocket Cast, teaser amazon music audible podcast addict Podchaser, google Podcasts, Castbox, spotify iHeartRadio, radio and apple podcasts the paranormal 60 with dave schrader Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. 
Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American banking company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, you're not me. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, right you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Louisville Joe says, congratulations from someone who's been sober for two years. Oh, thank you, Louisville. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. So I I have to ask you, did you get help? Did you go to a group or anything, or you just white-knuckle it like Tom did? Or Uh, what's been your strategy, if you don't mind? No, no, I don't mind. Um, In fact, I don't know. It's it's probably a good subject. Um, It's a little bit hippy-dippy. I was familiar with AA. I've had, you know, I, I... I, I, you know, it's funny because uh, family dynamics come out when you start talking about your own drinking. And I'm like, Mom, why did we have to go to Al-Anon meetings? Who was the alcoholic <laughs> when I was a kid? You know, so. Um, I like that. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, but I joined a community. It's an online app. I was just kind of desperate for it. You know what I mean? I wanted something low key that I could disconnect, like more research focused, right? Yeah. And it's called Reframe. And you can find it, I believe it's only available on iPhone. But it is uh, based in neuroscience and basically it's kind of AA light in the sense of um, it's not a 12 step. They really just kind of talk about the neuroscience. Um, But you've got like activities, Zoom meetings daily. There's a tracker to keep, you know, um, track. But like every day there's a two o'clock meeting you can call into and you can Zoom from wherever. And there's people in like Amsterdam and all over the world and um, and you basically just talk about what's going on. Uh, usually it's guided. It's by someone in sobriety. It's not psychotherapy. It's not a licensed therapist necessarily, but it's someone leading a group and saying, like, today, like last, last, our subject for the meeting yesterday was drinking dreams, where you have a dream after you've quit drinking yeah. that you drank. And I, I just had one last week, and it freaked me out because I had to go to a gala that night, and I'm like, am I going to snap? Am I going to, am I going to, am I going to break my sobriety? And I I really had to, like, get a game plan before I went into that event. Um, But stuff like that. And so I found it very helpful um, as a tool for me. But it's Reframe, if you're interested. I've never heard of it. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's... It's interesting. It's not. It's not a catch-all. And there, I think. I think if you're an AA person, I think if you've got multiple conditions and you've got multiple streams of misuse and, and things going on in your life, this is a nice light check-in tool. But it is absolutely not to be in place of guidance, yeah. professional mm-hmm. guidance. 
Um, but yeah, it's been really, really helpful and you're encouraged to share or not share and you can listen most of the daily conversations. There's probably like 100, 120 people that all just joined oh. the Zoom from all over the world. and. Yeah, it was it was a way to do it without talking to my family about it, without going out fully. And then I deleted all my media off my social media off my phone. That was the other huge thing I did. Wow. Yeah. That's a good move. Yeah. I don't Dad ever quit Twitter media. at the same time he quit drinking. Ten years yep. I got got the hell off of Twitter, yep. Facebook, all of it. I don't need that. Yeah. As a comic I need it just for yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff, but yeah. it's still well, it's there. So you can marketing. still follow me. Right. Yep. And you can still follow me and I still interact with it, but I took it off my phone. So I yeah, make time move. to, go to, to your sit computer, at a computer yeah. and do it. Right. Mm -hmm. well, that's how it used to be. Right. You want to get on the internet, you go over to your computer, you turn it on, it's you know, it's kind of a big deal. Tell everybody not to use the phone. Oh god, I remember that. <laughs> oh yeah. Someone or, picks or, up the phone and they hear that shriek and they're like, "Oh well, I just broke the internet. Sorry." <laughs> or you're like, "Oh my God, the download I started an hour and a half ago just got interrupted." Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, I once I was downloading for that LimeWire library all night. <laughs> I was probably 13 years old and I was downloading a game. Took eight hours and it broke at 98 percent. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's the that's how things used to be, kids. If there are any kids listening to this, which there shouldn't be. I can give you some inspiration, oh. and this is a true story, Okay. because you're quite a bit younger than I am. So it's a good time for you to learn this, because I did stop drinking again at 61 years old. <clears throat> and um, all the people I grew up with, you know, we, used to, we started drinking at like 11, 12 years old, because mm. I was in a band. You know, so you, you're in a band at 11, 12 years old, you're going to drink, and that's just how it is, right? I will tell you, I'm very serious about this, too. You need to stay on the path you're on because all of them are dead. Every one of them. Yep. I literally drive by places like there's a pizza man out in, out in uh, I guess that would be Crystal. It used to be Jay's Pizza mm. when I was in my early 20s. All of my friends and I used to gather at Jay's Pizza. I drove by it the other day and it just banged me in the head. They're all dead. Yeah. And it's because either cigarettes or alcohol. Those are the two things that killed every one of them. Yep. And they go so well together. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> They're delicious. Yes, they do. So just think about that and stay with that because it's true. You're not going to live a long life if you drink too much. No. no way. Have you guys, any of you guys seen Louder Milk? I love Louder Milk. Okay, everybody wants me to watch this show, and I haven't seen it yet. It's, okay. It okay. is one of the funniest. He is, he's a... Went through recovery. He was a Rolling Stone writer, and he starts a group in a church, and he's the crabbiest <laughs> asshole on the planet. Oh, well, then I might like it, because oh, I thought it was super upbeat. Oh, no, no. Oh, it's not, oh good. It's, well, then I like it's it. It's super dark. What's good. his name again? He's really good. Uh, he's the guy from uh, off, uh, Office Space. Yeah. Really good. From Office Space. Yeah. Like, um, Livingston? Yeah, Ron name? Livingston. Is that it? Ron... Is it Ron Livingston? Well, I, there was Ron Swanson, but that Ron was Ron Livingston. Yeah. Ron Livingston. Livingston. There you go. Yep. He's Brian, really good. Brian Reagan's in the group. Oh, okay. Yep. And he's foul-mouthed, which is weird because he's a pretty clean guy. He comic. is pretty clean, yeah. And uh, he's trying to make amends to his kids. And one of them says, you walked out on all nine of us. And he fires back. She was pregnant with twins at the time, so it was only seven. <laughs> <laughs> I 
remember oh. that line. That was a great oh, line. You, you would like it. No, that's, you'd that's, like that. That's show. dark enough yeah. for me then. Okay, I thought it was. I might be getting confused with something else. Is anybody else feeling ADD about trying to remember what shows what show? Oh, God. Well, Everybody recommends something no to me, and it all sounds like the same thing. No, 99% so, of the time, it just doesn't even register in my brain. My wife like and I have a, we have a, movie, a small movie theater in the basement, and we wound up putting a whiteboard on it, so we'll make write, write down all the shows that yeah. we're trying to track. It's yeah. the only way to do it. There's no it's TV true. guide for the Internet. No, 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 really not. You're right. Yeah, every time someone's like, oh, you got to watch this show, I'm like, oh, well, that does sound interesting. And then five seconds later, it's like, yeah. Yep. yeah. What were we talking about? Yeah, we used to get the TV guide, and then my yeah. mom and dad Channel would go three. out, and then they'd circle what you could watch. Oh, Always. there you go. Do you remember that? I, Flipper. I used to go to Channel, Channel 3 and then watch the scroll of everything that was coming up, because that yep. was a TV guide channel. There was. Mm-hmm. I remember getting TV guide. I was about 11 or so. It would come with the Sunday paper, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and and I would sort of like go through it. My I, I, my life was actually even emptier then, as I <laughs> now remember. You know, and, well, I, uh, you know. and I'd like circle the shows I was going to watch, yep. you know, during yeah. the week. Yeah. And uh, and then I thought, you know what? I better just take up gambling or something more constructive. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, God, when too. I was that age, I just turned on Nickelodeon and just well, sit sure. there six hours watching whatever the hell turned on. Uh, I have a question for you, Mike. I was thinking about this because, as we know, Tiffany does stand-up, and you did, too. How did you go from uh, writing into... What got you into comedy? Oh, I, I just... I mean, I always tried to inject a lot of, a lot of humor into, into my writing, so it was just sort of a combination. But one thing for sure, you can, you can write stuff that's funny, but it certainly doesn't mean you could stand on a yeah, stage. That's very and true. Writing. And obviously, right, obviously right. the opposite is, is true. So, but but no, I had no. I mean, I I've been on stages many times and failed every single time at anything I did. I can't act. Really? I can't do comedy. I can't do anything. I could stage. never do stand up. No, it's. I it's don't have the delivery. Difficult. But you were you were in the game at kind of the birth of the whole Minneapolis scene in the early '80s, right? Or late '70s, or when whatever you would. Yeah, you know. I mean, I was I was. Uh, I probably got off a lot of the best stuff I wrote, the funniest stuff I wrote when I was covering the Twins, which Tom will remember. Oh, I definitely will remember I mean, the that. Twins were great fodder for yes. humor. And the thing I always dreaded was I'd, I'd have this anxiety before the season started, like, what if they're good? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to say? I don't have to worry they re-signed Bombo Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. So, so that was kind of a that was kind of a launching pad there because, you know, I mean, combining comedy with with covering a very serious subject, uh, the a lot of people, of course, you know, uh, I I told the story, uh, I know I told this story not long ago about about my covering the, the final game I ever covered, and you know, and, and the guy yelling out during was during batting practice, hey, Galvan! I turned around, you know, I thought these are my people, and he. And, he, and he, he said, F you. And I thought... F you? Yeah. But the point is, if you, if you can make people... I've always felt like if you can make people hate you, well, no, they wouldn't love you. No. no. That's not where well, I was going. That doesn't work. <laughs> you make people right. hate you, then but they'll if you have can heard make, of you. But if people will... If, if, you, if you can polarize people in any direction... Mm. It's, You've got something you can sell. Yep. Well, Mike, I was just going to tell you, if, if half the people love you and half the people hate you, you're going to be very successful. <laughs> That's right. That's just yeah. a fact. Well, I mean, it's, it is a fact. Yeah. Not everybody likes me. I don't know if you know that or not. What? What? I know it's hard to believe, but 
Yeah. I should learn to become an ass kisser. What do you think? You'd be the worst ass kisser. Wouldn't I be the worst at kissing ass yeah, on the terrible? Yeah, I did. Uh, I tried it for like ten minutes once. <laughs> <laughs> and it That's was, why you and I get along. And I remember so well. my wife saying, "Go back to being hateful." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've either got it or you don't. Yeah, you I, do. I do you? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even listen to it. And the, when I'm sitting at a, like a dinner, you know, a business dinner. And they start the ass kiss, and they go, oh, you know what? I forgot. i got to take the bus home. So <laughs> I can't even listen to it. Oh, you no. know, it's just so wonderful. It's failing miserably. Don't tell me how wonderful it is. Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't like to be patronized in that fashion. I hate it. I'd rather be with it. you than the finest people in the world. <laughs> that's a great line, actually. I think that's Steve Martin. That's Steve Martin. Steve Martin is very funny. He is funny. He's... Um, they stopped that show, I heard. That he and Martin Short are going to maybe do one or did one more season. Oh, Mur- only, only murders, murders in the building. building. Oh. Yeah. I think there's... They three were going to do three, yeah, uh, okay. I think. But you know, you know who was the greatest... The, the, the greatest, of all time. No, just the greatest comedy audience that mm. I that I've ever seen. Not bachelorette parties. No, it was people who would even laugh at my humor. It was it was our listeners. Oh, there's oh, no doubt sense. about that. They just lapped it up. They they're great people. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not saying that just because they listen to the show, but they're no. just very nice people. They're not very touchy about humor. Obviously. No, I I can do any kind of joke and you know yep. stuff that I would never do at, at a club or anything. Um, and and you know they, they they were just they were the greatest audience because they were there. First of all, they liked you, and and it is hard it is hard to get laughs from an audience if they don't like you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know that mm-hmm. obviously Tiffany knows that. Yeah. And and uh, audiences don't like you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few. There was there's one there's one that always comes to mind. So yes, I yeah. had a picture uh, for that point. Wait yeah. a minute, I want to hear about this. Well, let him let him finish this. We no, were just talking I, about like, this this morning. Like I, 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 we were we were doing a thing at at, uh, at one of the casinos. They all they all they all blend they in. They all kind of blend in. Yeah, yeah, they do. But it was at one of the casinos. It was we were you know we were doing a big thing there. And I, I can't remember who the, I, I was sort of like opening up. And I thought, God, I don't know, can I do this joke? And I, I, I it was, you know, it was a little, even then it was, I was taking a chance, but I thought these are our people. Right, right. right. So I did this joke and I came on with the standard. About Nantucket the, by any chance? No, well, <laughs> I, it, it, what was that? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get him to say it. Yeah, good move. Yeah. No, but um, but uh, I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to try this because what the heck? And uh, and I I came out with the standard the standard opener for all generic comics, which is, oh man, I I don't know I I don't know if I told you I broke up with my girlfriend, you know that's that's always that's that's the classic opener. So I started with yep. that one and I said, but you know it's it's okay because um, you know I've I've got a I've got a new girlfriend now, and. Um, it's uh, you know sometimes um, it's really great, but sometimes sometimes uh, you know I, I notice that when we're together, people will kind of stare at me and and uh, they they just something something about it seems to bother them. And I said, well, you know, tell you the truth, it's 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 probably well I should use the I should use the the politically correct term. She she's a little person, you know, which I guess is what people say now when someone is eight years old. <laughs> 
and those people were bit practically puking with laughter. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. It's got to be the right audience. Yeah, it's got to be the right audience. That's that's the whole thing, and it's a lot easier. Dead girl or a live boy? Or a live boy? That same story right there. Only our only our listeners, though. You know, there's that one beat, and then they just lose it. They but, do. But, you know, you try that at, at Acme, it's probably not going to go over that well. They were driving me this morning to, let's talk about the worst people you've ever had on this show. Mm-hmm. All the <laughs> listeners wanted to hear about <laughs> How many? If you well, had it's got to be Shirley MacLaine, right? Shirley MacLaine was one of the top Andy ones. Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney was, was another bad. one. Andy yeah. Rooney, really? Oh, he was really bad. Yeah. Oh. Really? So it takes eight of you to do the show. Oh, oh God, he was horrible. But uh, number, you're still in hit number one. Oh. There's number one and number two you haven't mentioned yet. Hmm. Just raging pricks. As a matter of fact, the number two one, because he was on the phone being just a jerk, and I said to him, Cy Amundsen. No, Colin, Colin, whatever, Colin something. Oh, that Colin. What? He his name came up. What, what the hell? Was Do you know that name? he got so scared of what happened to him that he didn't show up at the at the club. He yeah. went, flew home. Yeah, he flew out of the state. Right. What? He left what the, the state. What the hell was his name? Who was I, well, now I have to know. Colin. Yeah, it was Colin something. Something Colin or Colin something. One of the two. I don't know. And what about the Sniggles guy or whatever that oh, thing was called? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah you're right. it wasn't Sniggles. It was but it something was like that. Snickets, snippets. Something like that. He wouldn't that. talk. He was reading the newspaper on the radio he, he to was himself. On, this Sniglets? is the guy who had been on Saturday Night Live for one year. Sniglets. Yeah. Sniglets, yeah. Sniglets, yeah. Yep. And he that came in. is Rich Hall? Yep. Rich Hall, there exactly. He's the guy. I've heard the word, but I forgot who it was. And he's in Studio B with, with, uh, with us, with the little people. Oh, and uh, with us eight-year-olds, and, and he walks in, and he quickly determines he wants nothing to do with any of us. We're like poisoned. You would have thought it was a leper colony the way he reacted. <laughs> That's true. And he and he sits down. The first thing he does, he picks up the paper and he holds it in front of his face like he's eagerly reading it. Well, it was the want ads, and they were upside down. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe he was doing a bit. Yeah, well, he didn't really want to get for that either. So uh, Joe says Jeremy Piven. You got it, number uh, one. People oh, Jeremy you. Piven. I oh, met him. I met him when he was here at House. Everyone I've ever prick. heard, every, everyone oh. I've ever talked to, says he's an awful guy, horrible yeah. human being. Which really bums me out because I loved the movie PCU. Yeah, but you know he did something really bad and he's yeah. now disappeared. Yeah, I can't remember he did. what it was. Sexual harassment, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god, what a horrible. Well, human he played guy. an asshole. No one should be surprised. Yeah, I mean, that right. was his whole. That you're was, really yeah. you're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Was, I mean, it was natural for him. That well, is true. I mean, Louis C.K.'s whole bit was about you know masturbating in public. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that is true. So how I don't. He didn't call his shot. Yeah. Why would anyone be surprised? Really call his shot? Is that we're going with? Yeah, that's where I'm. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> so now we got to figure out who's number two, because Jeremy Piven was by far number one. They peep our mm. listeners hated him. Yeah. And then Colin, like Colin Quinn, no, no, no. Colin Jost? Quinn's a nice guy. No. Colin no, because he's, no, he's no, a good guy. He's, yeah, because I, I wouldn't be surprised at him. No, he's a good guy. Huh. Colin, let me uh, talk amongst yourself. I think somebody right. sent me a text message. Yeah, okay. I would have thought Shirley McLean. I would, that would have been a good. Oh, guess Shirley was right up at the top. Number one. Yeah. You mentioned Raquel Welch, right? He didn't. I don't think. Well, listen to this now. See how nice this is, Tiffany. What? Tom, your last day at KQRS, which is the 23rd of December, will be exactly 26 months of sobriety for me. Oh, I love that. That, from, that was from. A matter of fact, that was from Joe Louisville. So uh, nice. Raquel Welch. 
Raquel Welch was also she. That lasted. Charlie mentioned that one. That uh, lasted less than one minute. He said shortest interview in history. In history, I called her Rock Baby, and she hung. Oh up yes, I remember oh, that. My God, yeah, yeah. we've Rock had baby. we had that happen on the show one time. We told like some sort of joke. It was a, I forget who it was. It was just some woman, and we told some joke, and she just hung up. Like before I gotta the think interview, of you, Raquel started. Welch, you just get bombed with that kind of stuff Probably. all the time, well, I mean, and I. But the song "Rock Defender, Baby" by but... Tower of Power was out. That's why I called her "Rock Baby." It was a great song. Yeah, but she may not have understood that reference. Well, tough titty asked me that. Well, exactly. <laughs> so what were you saying? Are you being mean right. or funny? Raquel Everybody Welch. that thinks that Raquel Welch sucks, please call five six one two two eight four zero six one. All right, I. I... I give up. Who who was it? David Cross. Uh, Maybe the biggest prick I've ever seen. He's, he's, a, he's a really bad yes. guy. He's a horrible human being. That's dude. what I've heard. Is he really? He's I terrible. loved him in Arrested Development. Uh, you know, I'm going to start with, I've never seen that show because oh, he's in it. Oh, it's funny. I held off I'm on watching, watching that because I thought it was in a coming-of-age movie. And it's about the patriarch of the family selling plans for suburban houses to Saddam Hussein and he winds up in prison. Well, he, now I don't have Jeffrey, to watch it anymore. Well, no, well that's like the, the first episode. Yeah, that, oh, right. that, that happens oh, right away. Yeah. Jeffrey Tambor is the dad and he's in I prison. I love Jeffrey Tambor. He's great. Yeah. And, uh, he's also in trouble. So. Is he? Oh, is he? oh that's right. Yeah. What happened? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was a, it was a while ago. Very, very, well, you know, the, the, the who plays the wife on Arrested Development, I forgot her name, <sighs> Mrs. Bluth. But that Lucille. actress had Lucille had complained he was very emotionally and, and like verbally abusive on set oh, all the time. Really? Yes, yeah. and then he was on a set um, of an HBO show that was about mm. transgender issues, and I believe he was also pretty unfriendly mm. to a transgender. Why? Well, yeah, he was that. What was that show called? I cannot it remember. Was I did. I think it was. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Of it. I just remember was, the allegations that he was played a transsexual, didn't he? I believe he played uh, uh, somebody who was in transition. Right, yes. right, right, right. Yes, mm. yes. Why transition, don't we just assume that all actors have done something illegal, well, put, them all, <laughs> put them all in prison for three years, Let's and do it. clean slate? I think they'll come oh, out refreshed, uh -huh. invigorated. If you, but if you've played Hank Kingsley, I mean, the expectation Hank, should be pretty hey low. Now. Hey now. Uh, but if you oh, go back Lord. and watch some of the old Larry Sanders shows, oh, they are brilliant, but they're like, you couldn't do that show oh, now God. either. Oh, no, no, Oh, no, my no. God. That's Cesario's fault. It was all his fault. No, you're Although right. Larry Most David still gets away with it. If you watch Curb, there's stuff that he there does is. stuff that yeah. most normal human well, beings would be he, eliminated. He's for. another guy who's really all he's doing is acting out his own persona. Well, he's not right. funny at all anymore. No, not I, even. He's not funny well, at but, all but, anymore. You know, how far can you go with the, with humor based on the fact you're a sociopath? Right. Right. There's, listen, well, you're he's not. You're stunned, not in he's a, a billionaire, so you're not he's done like pretty in, well. That's exactly. Right. Well, all, all I was going to say is you're not in some sort of unique, you, you know, and 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 intimate uh, group. Like there is enough right. sociopaths in this country to oh, go around. Oh yeah, you got that right. No, you, you'll love Arrested uh, uh, Development. It's really funny, and you might even like David Cross. It never got any ratings. I know that. No, it never did well. But I, look, if he's playing a good part, that's fine. I see, I can he's a, it's a, it's the a total actual... psycho part. He's a, a therapist. He's also something called a never nude. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. It's an affliction where uh, people are never without clothing of some sort. He's married to Portia de Rossi, who's completely insane. Oh, yeah. Just... So there's a there's a group for people who are, who are never nude? Ne apparently, never yeah. nudes. Never nudes. Yeah. Just, there are dozens of them. Just send me the link, would you? Okay. Sure. Uh, was it Colin Kane? <laughs> 
Colin Kane. That's it exactly Colin what it was. Kane. I literally said, "You better get a hell away from me, or I'm in you." <laughs> was he wow. the guy who said he didn't feel like being funny? Yeah, I don't feel like being funny. Yeah. Yeah, and then so you riffed on that. Well, then and you're, he, right on, you're right on target there, <laughs> yeah. buddy. And then he basically just hung up and <laughs> left your your state. lucky day. No, he, he, he wasn't on the phone. He was in studio. Oh, he was? Yes, sir. Well. And I literally said, I am going to get the hell out of here. And he canceled his week and left? He just got on an airplane and went home. Oh, my God. And I haven't seen him since. Oh, nice going, Tom. Oh, yeah, so I can just you have the guy piss all career. over me. Yeah, no problem. That doesn't work. He's the sheriff who runs people out of town. I might have still been drinking then, Doug. What do you think of that? <laughs> I don't think Hopefully you not were. at 6 a.m. I remember that. No, I that wasn't... was like probably eight years ago. Yeah. No, so I wasn't drinking then. No. Because I think we talked about it in the old studio, the old, old studio downtown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. God, what a prick. There are a lot of them in the business, though. That is true. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks like well, that. That is true. If you if you give people sort of a, a, a free pass right from the start, right, saying you know you're great, you can do whatever you want. Yep. You're gonna god complex instantly. Yeah, you're gonna get to the very bottom of their personality. Mm-hmm. Nah, you think you're right. I think you're absolutely right about that. But look, at, the one thing I must tell you is, being in podcasting, everyone's very pleasant. Everyone who's ever been on the show. <laughs> what? I didn't say. I don't weird. think have we ever had anybody come in that. No, we must have had somebody yeah, come in that was being a pain in the ass. We had that some. One gal. I don't know. if She was a writer for SNL. Yeah, that was yeah, that was on the phone. Well, she came. No, into the she studio, came into the studio. But we were in Florida. Terrible. I was engineering it from Florida. I remember. And all she she just cursed for like two hours. Not yeah. that I'm. She was awful. Yeah. Who was? I don't remember. I can't who remember. Was. Her name. She's a black woman. I think she wrote for SNL. Oh, for I'm a thinking of a different years. one then. Different SNL writer woman who was horrible. <laughs> no, like we've very, I can't re- really remember too many bad guests. We well, I will say that some of our best shows were comedians. Yeah, but most of the worst shows were also comedians. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Remember so, the comic? Right. The comic we had on, who um, he was he was extremely overweight, and. He was telling jokes that we used to tell on the playground when we were like seven. Oh, oh boy. You know what I'm talking about? And no. This was a guy, and he, like, one of his killer jokes was he said something like, Well, the doctor, doctor said, you know, that uh, my diabetes has gotten pretty bad, and, uh, you know, you, you may lose a leg. And I said, That's okay. I have another one. And I'm thinking, this, So this is his big joke, right? Do you remember? Does it come back to you now? No. Well, anyway, anyway, he, he, it was a few years later when he died. Mm, be, because, the yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I guess that was the punchline in, in, in the end. But, <laughs> but, you know, and he was like. Officer Dave says, Are you thinking of him? What's that? No, no, no. no, no. We had, uh, this was a guy, his, 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 sorry. What's his, his name or middle name was like Lumumba. Lumumba. You know what I'm talking about now? No, Lumumba. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, and he was harassing me right from the start. And, and, but his only frame of reference was television. So he was God, comparing me to, um, God, some sitcom with Colonel Clink. No, it was a sitcom with the you know the little black kid with the glasses, you know who talk oh, like oh, that. Oh yeah, Urkel. Urkel, yeah. Oh, so that Family was just, Matters. I was like, and I I just I started laughing then because I'm like, 
so that's your frame of reference is Urkel. Was he a black man in America he today? He definitely was. I, de- I, I can't yeah. remember his name, but now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he was very, very big. Well, it's funny you well, say that, the frame of reference being nothing but TV, because that's how discourse is online a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is just like in Harry Potter when it's like, you know, they're talking about a traffic violation, like moving <laughs> violation. This is just like when Voldemort attacked Hogwarts. It's, like, it's true. It, yeah. they, it's always Harry Potter or A Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rob. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant one of my favorite guys that was ever on the podcast, and it was unexpected because I wasn't expecting much, was Dave Coulier. I thought he was just Great guy. phenomenally funny. I was crying for 90 minutes. I mean, he did impersonations. He was oh, riffing yeah. off the cuff. It wasn't He wasn't doing a stand-up routine. He just kind of went with the flow, and I'm like, wow, you're really, really talented. You know, I had no idea. He you know was really good. surprisingly good was, uh, what the hell is his name? The guy who's in every Adam Sandler movie, he always plays a, you know... You can do it. No, not him. I know who you mean. Adam Sandler. 
Well, no, he's, <laughs> yeah, there you go. The other guy oh, who's always about, annoying. Yeah, uh, Jesus. I've known Rob, for, Schneider. Rob, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. He was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, that would have surprised me. Yeah, I was. I was yeah, expecting I, I him to just saying. be like a bunch of you know yeah. doing funny voices the entire time, yeah, but dude, he was actually. Can you do the copier bit again? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at a Kinko's, so you the copy did? bit. Yeah, when I was in college, so what the copy oh, bit was making copies. How 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 long into your first day did that wear? Yeah, thin? <laughs> right. It did. It wore super. Th- well, and Rob Schneider, his daughter is L. King, yeah. who was yeah. who was doing quite well for herself. She's doing big, really well. Big yeah. pop star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Actually, Rob's a very nice guy. I've heard yeah. that he's wonderful. Yeah. T.J. Yeah. Miller was another one where he was like, oh, I love T.J. A lot more erudite than you would expect. Well, that given... was a that was a weird episode. So it was right. It after, was right after the bomb and I, I was watching Silicon Valley, so I was a huge fan of uh, yeah. love early Bachman character and. And it was it was about two weeks previous to him being on. He'd been arrested yeah. for a bomb threat. Yeah, yeah called ball. in a bomb threat, drunk on a train on his own wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then started talking. Well, who about hasn't the, done that? Yeah. <laughs> well, he got in trouble at the Mall of America too. Yeah, he oh, did. Did he? yeah but yeah. he was very forthcoming about that. Yeah, he it, talked about it like it was wasn't a big deal. Com- that wasn't a comedy session. That no, was catharsis. That was, yeah, it was. I think. Oh, we're therapists. It was here. pretty interesting. interesting. Who was the young black woman? She was very very funny. It's a very attractive young black woman, and she's sitting like where you are now in, mm-hmm. in the old studio, though the down, one downtown. And I didn't know what to do because she told the story about going to see Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, right. You remember her? It wasn't Miss Pat, was it? No, no. She's a very young, very thin young young black woman. It's very. She was very good actually, and she said, "Tom, I got to tell you something. I once saw that Lord of the Rings thing. You know, I was watching that movie." And uh, I had a problem with that because, you know, that one, what's the name of that character? What is the name of the character with the ring? The, well, the Frodo. Frodo. Is it Frodo? He's the hobbit. The... So that is Frodo. Yeah. So is he the one that drops the ring into the valley? That's Frodo. Well, technically, Gollum takes the ring from him and then goes into the... Frodo is Frodo's the main character whose job is to take the ring to Mount yeah. Doom and throw it in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because she was talking about that, and live on the air, and then, God bless you, you can say whatever she oh, wants. I know what you're going to say. It made me a little nervous, mm-hmm. because I'll just shorten the word. said, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, big in, do your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. What am I supposed to do with that? What is true? This is he, the final episode of the Tom Bernard <laughs> Family Podcast. Exactly. I'm like, oh we will my be heading God. for Canada. Uh, we have people in, um, oh, what the, the, I think he's Italian or something like that. Or no, he's like Cuban something, Cuban mix something. Ooh. The guy who's like extremely foul mouthed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who the hell was that? We had him in and it was literally oh, just God. nothing but. Racial slurs Wait, and Don Shelby isn't Cuban, is he? <laughs> he? He could swear. Oh my God, Joe, Joey, Joey Diaz. Dude, Joey Diaz. Oh, Joey. He's Cuban, right? Yeah, he's Cuban. Yeah. Yep. So there, yeah, we had Joey Diaz in, and this was. I haven't talked to Joey in a long time. This was though. early. This was like probably eight years ago. So he was uh, just saying every racial slur he knew, no problem. Oh, he definitely Ste- did. Speaking of accents rubbing off on people, when we had. Mm-hmm. Bob Miley on. Bob Miley. I just uh, I just went right back to Maine. Mm. It's, it's nine, he he actually just did his whole skit on that show. It was pretty funny though. That is a whole different language over there, it man. Is. Or at least the the pronunciation of the words and all that. It doesn't have a lot of presence in Hollywood though. No. Like movies. 
Everyone's always just got the standard American accent. Or New York. Or, or New York yeah. or Chicago. But, but not no. Boston. No, never. Some people try it, but it's they difficult. Just, they, That's they can't why. Pull it off is yeah. the problem. Mm -hmm. They sound terrible. God, I love Boston. I just love I that too. place. I just, what a great city. You know, you took this little peak of a mountain island and flattened it out and turned it into a city. Like, what? The yeah, heck? it's. What? Uh, yeah, for those that don't know a lot of Boston. It's called the Back Bay, and it used to be part of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, so. absolutely. But there was a hill, a big giant hill, yep. and they just kept sh shaving it down. They did that with San Francisco. Yeah, they did. You know, yeah. and then the, what I thought was interesting, I just found out it used to be there was a maritime law that if you brought your ship into port, like back in the 49ers time in the gold rush, mm -hmm. yeah. and you exploded your ship, and your ship fell in the bottom of the ocean, you owned that land. Really? Yes, uh, and they've built. I didn't know that. Part they've built San Francisco out some of the cliffs based huh. on that. Oh, it's really interesting because like, how awesome would that be if I just sunk my ship on Malax? Like this <laughs> yeah. is mine. Mine now. My <laughs> I'm gonna build something up out of my my Malax my skipper like, line and this is like four feet deep at the deepest. It's gonna be a pretty small ship. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. But I just want to I want to mark my territory. Okay. Yeah, can you I, sink I, a speedboat? Does that count? Yeah. I don't know. No wonder. But that's so, why they were talking about like burn the ships too, no, not returning as well. Right. But yeah, yeah, I'd go for Lake Minnetonka. There you go, Minnetonka, good resale. Now, who did yeah. actually burn the ships? Was that Cortez? Well, there's that too, but there's there's a bunch of references to it, I think. But I think he was the one that actually did it, right? Right when he when he hit the Americas. Yep, mm -hmm. South America burned all the ships. But yeah, it was weird. I was doing a research. Over. I was doing research for a screenplay I'm working on, and I was like, wow, that would be such a great, like in this real estate economy, where would you just drop something? <laughs> and be like, nope, it's mine now. Hmm. So what is this? Stuff what's the show about? What's the the screenplay? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't want to get in all that, but um. Uh, well, then just, you shouldn't have brought it I up. I shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, you know what's great about that, though, is we just talked to him yesterday, but Nick Shank is a huge listener to this show. Oh, okay. And Nick Nick is the one who wrote Christmas Story Christmas. Mm -hmm. He wrote Cry Macho. Grand Torino was his breakthrough. Oh, sure. So I talked to him a lot about, hey, when somebody's writing something and they have faith in themselves, should they just stick with it? And mm -hmm. he said, absolutely, man. Just if you got it, you got it. Yeah. Finish. It's always finish the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, no, there was a, a real woman, Charlie Parkhurst, a real person who uh, was a stagecoach driver during those times, oh. originally from the East Coast, traveled over there and the entire time um, was able to fool everybody in, in her presence uh, that she was she passed as male the entire time. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. She had run away from an orphanage and basically decided to present male um, at like so eight or like nine years old. Character and... Mm -hmm. Our flag means death. Have you ever seen that? Oh my God, I love Our Flag Means Death. That is a great show. Have you seen Our Flag Means no. Death? Oh my God. It's if you want to see a comedy that will blow your mind, where is it? HBO. It's only one season. Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag the Means Death. Death. The it's protagonist a... is the, he played Murray in Flight of the Concords. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. And he's I an aristocrat that. that wants to become a pirate, so he runs away from his <laughs> He doesn't want to be with his England. wife. He wants to sail around and read books oh, and have okay. adventures. Right, and have adventures in his yeah. cabin is like... Anyway, you got it's hard to describe it. Our Flag Means Death. If you want to see a little half an hour and you actually want to smile... It's but like he, he tries to import corporate strategies for team building into his pirate group. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
He's like, we're doing team building. Like he's like he's for trying pirates. for pirates. Yeah. Okay. And he becomes friends with Blackbeard. But there's a one of the characters is uh, one of the pirates is a woman passing. Yes. A man. Yep. Yeah, oh, that really? was um, I that was a real person. Yes. I, f I forget who it was though. Well, and it was very quite. It was actually quite common mm -hmm. for because as a woman you had you didn't have a lot of freedom at that time. But as a man, mm. well, not yeah. to mention, would you want to be the only woman on a ship I full was of drunk sailors? No. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. So I have a question. Yeah, I make myself as filthy as possible. Just <laughs> never shower. Yeah. Right. Look she how was, unattractive she was like I the, am. Biggest badass on the ship, right? Mm -hmm. well, she, she was a knife thrower and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, it's that's very fun. It's fun. And would you look up where this happened, Eddie? Because I'm a little. And again, if people are just so touchy when you bring up transgender or you know lesbian or whatever they get, it's like that's not the point. The point of the story is, do we support one another or not? Did you hear yeah. what happened? And Andy can look it up. There was a fist fight yesterday between transgender people and lesbians. Oh like, that actually what? happens quite a bit. It doesn't really? The two groups don't like each other very much. Why is that? I don't know that that's true outside of Dave Chappelle's world. Well, on, the <laughs> on the internet. I, on the internet, it seems to be true. Well, my, my child is trans, and most of my friends are gay, and I've never seen them. Uh, why don't they protect one another? Why don't they not protect, but support one another? Well, but maybe they took their parking spot. That's well, just like, on. Yeah, that is just, that's got fight. nothing Monty, to do with sexuality, baby. It's Monty Python it's life of Brian. The Judean people's front. We're the people's front of the Judea. Judea. Piss off. It's the same thing. I, I know this much. My money's on the lesbians. Really? You think? <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, it could be. You know, I look Did at you look it from the see that gambler's happened, perspective. Uh, is just, that I, where you would? Is I that, can't is that the what bet? happened. You would, that, the over-under? Yeah. It, well, that's you know. I mean, I I I would lay I, I would lay eleven to make ten is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. There yeah. you All go. Right. That works for me. See, I immediately fall upon the the <laughs> argot, and then nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Which no, is the story of my life. I've been around you long enough. I know exactly what you're talking you, about. You probably know all the, yeah, you know all the gambling lingo. Well, because I've been around you for 40 years, so that's probably why. And this was, you know, we were normalizing gambling long before uh, crime organizations like, oh, the National Football League, Major yeah. League Baseball yeah. did it. I just love the fact that National Football League is now in Vegas. It's like, <laughs> I really? Know. That was like, like <laughs> you know, I, I remember talking to people you know like like 25 years ago or so and you know people people who were part of the gambling infrastructure there will never be an nfl team in las vegas they always <laughs> said that it would never happen well the fbi the fbi used to come around and visit every locker room of every national football league team every major league baseball team in, in at the beginning of the year before the year started and tell them that you know whatever they did uh, they would be banned for life if they ever, ever so much as said hello to a professional gambler. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and now, of course, every other commercial on an NFL game is for FanDuel. FanDuel, yeah. constantly. Yeah, I know. Apparently that's okay. Did you find out where it was? No. I don't have enough to go on. What? There are transgenders and lesbians fight all the time? <laughs> is that what you're talking yeah, about? Enough that I can't find the specific incident you're He's talking about. He's been stumped. Yeah. We've waited we a long time Andy. for this. Bring the gong. 12 years. All right, talk amongst yourself. I'll try to find out where. But, again, it's not a big deal, but wouldn't you think if you're looking for support that you'd support one another? Well, yeah, but that translates to a lot of things in life. That is, yeah, never well, very true. That's true. No, I understand that, but, Jesus, yeah. it just, watching them 
slug it out was really weird. I'm just saying. I, but people fighting now is weird anyway. People fight all the time. People fight over McDonald's French fries. Yeah, they do. People, oh, yeah, people trash a. Well, that's, that's true. You don't get your fries. You know, never know what might happen. Yeah. Well, there's. It's just. And I know we're talking. We were talking earlier about the divisiveness and stuff. I just feel like everybody feels like right now at this particular country, everybody's losing. I feel like everybody feels, yeah, yeah, no matter yeah. what group you're part of, you feel like it's it's sliding backwards and it's not going the direction. And since we're all feeling it, you know, everybody's like, but but I'm I'm also you know under the stress as well. So I don't I don't know what what help that can offer, but it it, it just feels like that's kind of where we're at. Like, social media needs to be destroyed. And there's That'll no do doubt it. about it. That'll mm-hmm. do it. It's really bad. Well, Elon's trying. <laughs> he's, he's trying I'm his best. I'm cheering him on. I hope he buys Facebook next. <laughs> me too. Now, let me ask you guys this question here. I, you know, because I'm as centrist as they get. I've tried being a Democrat. I've tried being a Republican. I've tried all this stuff and all this stuff. I, I just, our leadership in this country on both sides of the aisle are these people insane? No, but they're just people that can raise money. Yep. This is, the it's things all about they money. do and say, why the hell would you, if you want to run for president, have dinner with a white supremacist? Why the hell would you do that? Because he's part of he's got he's got votes. Because Kanye West brought him to dinner. <laughs> I know. With his uh, you star of David. You can't write this stuff. No, you can't. Can. I mean, it's impossible. And I, I just I cherish these stories I'm reading every day now about from from people you know. Like, well, all the mainstream, who are now mainstream Republicans, saying, you know, that, that damn Donald Trump destroyed the party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry, but who who actually invented Donald Trump in the first place? Yeah. Well, look at them all. I cannot name a national politician right now that I'd even bother to have lunch with. No. They but how many, how many actually would not only have dinner with, but praise the likes of, of Kanye or, or this, this, this Nick Fuentes guy. Well, that's the white supremacist. Well, he more, yeah, uh, right. Can I ask a question? This is going to get me in trouble. How do you be a white supremacist with a Hispanic? I, I, that's I what I was wondering. No, I this, it's Dave Chappelle. <laughs> right? It has occurred to all of us, yeah. I don't really understand any of the thinking. I really didn't. And Kanye, Kanye had a star, David, with a swastika over it. Right, yeah. Where do you get that? Either uh, he's, this is the longest con ever. Because you know how he said to George Bush, George Bush does not care about black people yep. during the yeah, Katrina I broadcast. Katrina. That was yeah. a long time ago. If, if this is, if he, and his, and his father was a Black Panther. Yes. So if this is a long con where he's acting like he's a Republican, he's basically 21 jump streeted himself and put himself yeah. into the... I'm sure that's not what's happening. No, well, he's I think mentally he, ill, isn't he? I think oh, he absolutely is. is. Severely mentally ill. He might Ill. be, but it's hardly an excuse. Well, I'm not talking about an excuse. No, no, no I know, but I think some people might. Uh, you can't help someone like that. Well, then get no, him off television or something. That. But the whole thing about the swastika, the Star of David, uh, you might you might just see this as an indication of an inner conflict. You think? Yeah, maybe. As boss Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I can't decide if I want to be a Nazi or a Jew. Yeah. I'll just be both at the same time. Be both at the same time. I'm sure I that won't cause any problems. I literally have been reading a lot about this, the, the presidency, the presidents of the United States. Mm-hmm. I haven't found one yet that I would like as a person, like to sit and have lunch with. Mm-hmm. Of all the presidents? Yes. There are some bad people in our history. And it all started with the same stuff, the, the duels and the knife fights and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. How about well, William Henry Harrison? A, He'd be nice and quiet. I think there's a few you'd want to have lunch with, wouldn't you? Like George who? Washington, Lincoln. 
I wouldn't want to yeah. have I Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I, Jimmy I was just going to say Jimmy Carter. Actually. Jimmy Carter is a very and nice he, guy. And he's still alive. The one I would not want to have lunch with would be Taft, because you know he'd steal all your food. <laughs> yeah, he could have nothing to eat. Then no, I'd get nothing. a big, even bigger no, tub. You're not going to eat that, are you? <laughs> uh, but look at the things that these people have done to us over the years. Uh, it's just hideous. Eisenhower, what done. I'd, I'd have lunch with Eisenhower. Ike was uh, well. Ike, the thing about Ike was he wasn't really a politician. No, he, he wasn't. wasn't. He, you know, well, he, no. Well, the, the, a lot of the the best ones tended not to be. I mean, mm-hmm. he he could have run as a Democrat. He could have yeah. run as a Republican. No, he could have. It, it wouldn't have mattered right. to him. He just wanted to get elected. But seriously, on but. Both sides, Republican and Democrat, they have done some horrible things to people over the years. Well, mm-hmm. and it's and it's gotten worse and worse, yeah, and, we, and we it know has. why. Because so, it's all about money. Cause yeah. so, and, and, hey, all you got to do is start a war, get You're a few Native million American, people killed. I think you can yeah. argue that it's always been bad. It hasn't gotten worse. Well, it has been bad. <laughs> Well, I don't know, but I mean, again, you go back, you go back to guys like Carter, which is not that long ago, no, no. and Eisenhower, who was, uh, yeah, that's who was, true. You know, the first president I remember. Was Carter before Reagan? Right. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. was the president before I was born. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Seventy-six yeah. to eighty. Yeah. Not a good president, but a very nice man. Yeah, that's what I understand. I remember when I was in kindergarten, uh, and and Eisenhower. Drove past, you know, I went to Groveland Park Elementary yeah. on Cleveland and uh, St. Clair. And they they uh, they took us all out onto the playground. And looking over the fence of the playground, we saw the motorcade, Eisenhower in it, driving down Cleveland Avenue. Oh, yeah. And, yep. I, and the thing I remember most is that is like, you know, all the kids cheered except me. I booed because he was a Republican. So. Well, of course. What a shock. I made that. I love it. But. I, saw, I did the same I want that to Where be was true. He? You're in kindergarten. You don't know. But why would he be driving down Cleveland Avenue? Well, he was just like, you know, he was he was in town. And uh, so I, he was probably headed out to the airport. Yeah, maybe he was. Because that same thing happened to me with JFK at the JFK at the Lemington. I was about huh. seven years old. Well, no, probably older than that. Yeah, uh, I was probably nine or ten when he stayed at the Lemington. Mm-hmm. And I remember his motorcade drove by. It's not like he waved to me or anything like that, <laughs> but it was pretty weird watching the president drive well, by. Bob Short was a big Republican or a big Democrat. Democrat right? Yeah, he was a big Democrat. A Lemington big, was a hotel in downtown. A Memphis. big demagogue too, but yeah, yeah, yeah he absolutely. was he was not one of the one of the greatest guys ever but he was he was a machine kind of party yeah, right. guy yeah so i don't know I, I i understand it's a very very difficult job and you're being pulled at every angle and that's got to be a very very tough situation but they're just not my kind of people in general now you mentioned a couple guys eisenhower and carter i would say were really decent people yeah and they weren't really inherently political anyway no they were not and that's probably why i like both yeah. of them yeah. to tell you the truth and eisenhower had the advantage that people like say you know george bush the lesser didn't have because eisenhower knew what war was about mm-hmm. oh god yes. and so he didn't see it as an opportunity to get elected it. Yeah. yeah and hated it yeah well, T- teddy roosevelt i'd have lunch and dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, no, I understand. He's an amazing... You, you might not actually love the guy, but at least it would be Talk very about a larger-than-life person. I, mean, well, yeah. you know, I, I read his uh, biography by... What's the woman's name? His famous biographer. Kitty Kelly. No, she's oh, yeah, three. She's, she's out there. Nah, I can't remember. It, so, it was really... Do amazing. you have to have some problems with your brain in order to even want to be president? I would say today, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Today, and if the fact that you want to be president, you must be crazy. 
It's a catch well, 22. You either, you either have to be crazy or in your 80s, I guess. I know. <laughs> well, it is now. Isn't You're it? absolutely right. We do need to turn back. I think so. Maybe time to wind her back a little bit. It is interesting that yeah. we went from the oldest president ever to the oldest president ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That is a good point. It's strange that that would happen. This is slightly off topic, but I did open for Dick Cheney. Oh, you, you did? did? Really? Yeah. What do you mean wow. open? He does stand up. <laughs> I was doing. I was. Uh, uh, <coughs> I was. Uh, I was. I was doing a uh, an auction airing benefit, and uh, he was the. I, they were like, well, and they didn't tell me until the day of. <coughs> They're like, well, we have good news. Dick stopping so, by. So it was a. And chair? I'm like, yes, it was a charity. Was event. that when he was uh, the? Uh, go he was not vice president. Oh no, no, I thought that was maybe the charity that he was supporting, wasn't it? Kill the children. Right. The old <laughs> yeah, because feed my starving children was already taken. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah, it was it was kill your buddies hunting. Um, but it was for it oh was for God, a I won't say the name of the company, but it was for a large outdoor company that does like you know, apparel but also R-E-I. firearms R-E-I. and stuff like that oh, and I'm, no, I'm not saying names so this was a pretty good gig or? right well so I, when they approached me they're like this is the company and um i'm like okay and then they like really really super met my budget so i asked no questions because i really didn't even want to have right. any moral trepidations because sure. i already spent that money in my mind sure. um and we show <laughs> up and it is, um, it's all about hunting, and um, these guys are all, apparently, the, uh, they're firearm salesmen, and they also manufacture ammunition, and they had just lost their contract to Walmart that week because of the lawsuits, um, and so the salespeople were pretty depressed, and they had just laid off a large portion of their workforce, but to rally the troops, Someone was friends with Dick Cheney and invited Dick to stop by the event. And so <laughs> I got to open. Mr. Cheney talked. He signed a presidential flag and gave it to someone. I'm like, you're actually not allowed to deface the flag. <clears throat> so, you know, sir. But yeah. And then I had to go back up and do the live auction and auction off the flag he signed. Was Liz with him? No. What the hell? No, I didn't even get to, I didn't actually get to, like, Talk to him or touch him or anything. We share the same stage. But you know, Dick, Dick didn't Cheney. get to touch Dick Cheney. I didn't get to touch Dick. Terrible. I don't think anyone. I wouldn't to say touch. that too often. I don't I think anyone to touch touched Dick, Dick Cheney. <laughs> That's really nice. But but you got to admit, he is the he is the ideal face of hunting. He really is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> He's, really the He's hunted the most dangerous games. <laughs> Right. Well, and what was funny was because while that was all going on, there was it was obviously very tense around here. And my best girlfriend, well, you know, Shannon Paul. Yep. So Shannon Paul is my best friend. She tells her mother, I tell her what's happening, that Dick Cheney's coming to our event. She tells her mother, her mother's like, don't go. That's how you get shot. Oh, well. And then the following week, I told... I told my mom I was going to Minneapolis, and my mom was upset about me going to Minneapolis because she thought that's how I was going to get shot. Yeah. So both of our moms think different different things, but yeah. God, isn't that amazing? Yeah, her mom's worried about her going to Fargo. My mom's worried about me going to Minneapolis. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket 
Podcast, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. All right, Dougie, you got four minutes, Buster. Well, uh, let's let our guests talk a little bit more. Do you have any upcoming shows that you care to promote? I would love to promote them, yes. Fire away, um, sister. Yeah, uh, New Year's Eve uh, at New Hope Cinema Grill. I've I had love a lo- that room. Yeah. That's a great room. I've had a long-standing room. Well, um, if you remember Bill Bauer, before sure. Billy passed, um, yep. Yep. Bill had started that Famous room. Famous car salesman. Famous car salesman, yes. Yes. And so Bill, uh, he started that room, and I took it over after his passing for okay. the New Year's Eve shows. Right. And so, yeah, it'll be two shows. It'll be Shannon, Paul, and I. Um, cool. 7 and 9.30. New Year's Eve, you get done by, like, 11 o'clock, so you can still go home. It's not nutty on the roads. Or stay out or do whatever. Yeah, you do it, yeah. I mean, you're a new hope. It's, it's action it's a wild. It's a lawless paradise. Of course, yeah. you stole their manager, but other than that. I'm sorry. Way to go. You did. You did. He's a really good employee, isn't he? He's great. Well, he's just a wonderful person. He's a really Talking nice about uh, Jerry. Eaton. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. I love Jerry's Jerry's Jerry. Jerry is great. Jerry used to host pageants, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Super good dude. Really he came nice in guy. to give us ribs at the old studio one day, and he turned to me and says, think I'd be any good at selling cars? And I said, let's see. Super nice guy. He can cook. Um, yeah, I think he might have a future. And he's been with us ever since and doing really, really Wait well. Wait a second. This is the same guy that talked about me being a car salesman, said you could never be a car salesman. Apparently I'm not a super nice guy. Is that what we're saying? You know both people. (laughs) Who would you buy a car from? Come on. I think think what he meant was you're too honest. Yeah, that's what (laughs) it is. You have to lie better. (laughs) Yes, I have to learn how to lie better. Is that what you're saying? You're not (laughs) humble enough. I think you would sit through one sales meeting and you would quit. Yeah, they would be like... 
Tom, you need to learn how to overcome objections. And you're like, I got your objection right here. Right here. And remember, I, remember my now my my father-in-law was a car salesman for, for all his life, basically. Really? Yeah. All his adult life he was a car salesman. And he sold mostly Fords. And uh as as Doug knows. Mm-hmm. And um uh, very good too. Yeah, really? well, yeah. He's a very good Bob Geiger. Yeah, Bob Geiger. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Honest okay. Bob Geiger, as we always call him. And, you know, and uh, the only problem with that is that I had to buy those sleds that he was selling. <laughs> back in the, Well, back in the day, you know, the Ford was not a prized vehicle. There weren't a lot of great cars made in the 70s no, there and weren't. 80s. Yeah. They were all crap. Right, they were really. all crap, yeah. And uh, But his joy in life was uh, was selling cars and then also, of course, uh, going into the ladies' room and turning the lights off. He did that in the boys' room too, because that oh, was Southdale oh, Ford, the very that. first dealership I ever worked at, and, okay. and it was run by bandits. But mm-hmm. Bob came from the previous group, <clears throat> right. and sold thirty cars a month, working you know fifteen hours a week. So they just left him alone. He yeah. had his own book of business. Left, never left his office. People would come in. Yeah, my grandmother said that I should buy a car from you. And he goes, well, here, go take a look at the Tempo. And if you like it, just park it out front. I'll be right here. But that was his favorite trick. When yeah. you were standing at the ur- urinal, you'd hear the door open, and you'd hear this voice go, boing, and the lights would go out. He thought it was the funniest that thing was, in the world. That was my father-in-law, oh, yeah. God. Nice touch. Funny guy. Small town. He, he, was a, he seemed like a really wonderful person. He was a nice guy. Yeah. No question about it. At least, at least I thought so. One of those sixty-year-old uh, guys that could still pull off the flat top. Oh, the flat top. Yeah, the yeah. military flat top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he. Uh, in fact, he and my, he and my dad had one thing and only one thing in common, and that is they had both, uh, they both played the bugle in the army. Hmm. Huh. So did my grandpa. Was he the boogie yeah. woogie bugle yeah. boy from Company B? He, he my he grandfather was. was very lazy. He was like, that guy has the best job. <laughs> I'm gonna learn. He didn't know how to play. He just, get he up just early, had some, though, right? Yeah, he's like, I gotta oh, get up yeah. early, and then I sit around all day, and then I gotta yeah. do it at night. He thought it was great. Yeah, you gotta Roll do the uh, what's the the morning song? Reveille. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You gotta yeah, do the revelry. Yeah, you gotta do the taps sometimes, though. That's sometimes not, you gotta do taps. I think my fun. dad. I always suspected he wasn't that good at it because eventually the, he went into army intelligence. So, oh. Which is something you know you you know you fail into it. <laughs> that's usually the, that's usually the path for most bugle players. Yeah, I think, I think is, so. Yeah. It's right into. Yeah. Well, before we wrap, I know you guys got to go, but I actually have something. I'm not trying to steer, but no, I am steering. I'm not trying to steer. I won't. I don't know if I'm going to get to see you guys. Would you guys mind signing oh, these for God. me? Where the hell did you get those? So I told you, I've been listening to you for a very long time. These are my original copies. Best best of the KQRS morning show. I can't remember the years. Very short. Those are, but I wanted to get Sharpies. I wanted to get signatures, but Tony's not here either. No. But those, I have have those saved in my CD Uh, collection. They always put, like, the worst thing I ever did on those. Things. Really? Do they? I've never been a part of one where they've done those. Do, do you not like how that they turn out? Or No, no, there, were, there was a lot of great stuff on there. I just felt like if I wish I'd had a say. But then again, you know. We they, all wish we had a say. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you, I, know. I, you know, I, I thought, like, when I, was, when I was, you know, doing my thing at the poultry barn at the fair, I thought, this is it. This yeah. is the one that's going. Yeah. Little did I know that as I was saying, this is it. They're going to put it on the on the best of. The general manager was saying, burn every copy there is of that. Oh, <laughs> no, that was the woman? Yes. Oh, oh the black oh, cock yeah. show? Yeah, she, I told he, that joke before. We had to erase everything 
Yeah. He's at the poultry barn and does a bit about a black. Well, you've already Who's said that? it, so you might yeah. as well yeah. say a it. A black again. cock. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And a red cock and a white cock, and right, exactly. they all walk into a bar. I we, don't know um, where it's the problem. Yeah. We uh, called that album the Brown Album, remember? The Brown Album, yes. Because it was a piece of shit. That's right. Joe <laughs> says, is there anywhere you can buy the CDs anymore? I don't I have think no so. Idea. I yeah. think you just look on eBay. Yeah. Eventually yeah. somebody yeah. will sell well, it. Well, on eBay for sure, yeah. Well, that's yeah. why I'm getting mine signed. It's going to be I wish we had a Sharpie. Do we have a Sharpie? Uh, we might in that room over there. I'm not looking in my bag. I should have brought one. I have one at home, but it's dry. So some of those some of those best of CDs were great. Yeah. And then some of them were were uh, and I, and I, I got along perfectly well with with this particular general manager i i liked her even when she fired me i liked her i never liked any of them she fired me for like 48 hours and but but i liked her but the thing was she she this was i mean i i never knew what general managers did anyway uh, I guess they take people to lunch, right? I, I don't even know they're good at that. Uh, well, I'm not saying they're good at it. No, <laughs> no. But I think I think that that so from her perspective, the things that would needed to go on there were the things that would not offend any advertiser or potential advertiser, which That's is pretty much wanted, everybody. Yeah. Which is everybody. Yeah. yeah. They were huge, huge albums. Well, they changed the show completely. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it's one cumulus spot is what it really tanked, but yeah. you know. It's just they have no idea what the hell they're doing. It's just unbelievable. And I tell them right to their face, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Charlie says he has the best of set on four cassettes. <gasps> four Ooh. cassettes? Oh, oh my God. God. I have no Start idea they, they did cassettes. I had no idea. I, I gave my brother, who, I, as you know, obviously was depressive, hor horrible depression all his life. Uh, but I gave him one of the, one of the CDs and... Um, it actually is about the only memory I have of my brother in the final 10 years of his life laughing out loud. Really? And you know which bit it was? What? It's, I mean, it's not, it's not hard to figure out. It's not a trick question. Cash call. Oh, I was going to say, oh, yeah, is it? Because yeah. that's my favorite bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. I want to hear Cash Ken call. Thomas. Yeah. Well, when I was in middle school, people were always going out to me going, a pair of choppers. Yeah. <laughs> still These were like 13-year-old kids. They all knew it. And you know what, what would have been great is if we had a director's cut. Oh, it would have been great. You're absolutely right. And we did try to talk about that, and they didn't want to spend the money to do it. It is sad to think oh, that man. all of that audio is lost. Because they didn't, they didn't back things up back then. Nope, they did no. not. Yeah. Nope. No. Not unless it was like... I mean, they'd have the recordings for, what, probably a year or two, maybe? Well, and then they'd it. tape yeah. over them or they'd just get rid of them. Well, for legal purposes, I think they were required to have them for a certain length. Yeah, I yeah think, exactly. Said for a year, I think, and then you could get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, the whole thing is just why anybody had to start meddling in that, I will never understand. No, Tire Carver says he has a couple cassettes, too. And, yes. a, and a couple CDs. Oh my God. We should have a listening party, can we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a listening party. I have party. every single uh, best of bit on this computer. Do you really? Oh, every wow. last really? one. Yep. Can we hear Ken Thomas? <laughs> Ken Thomas? I can probably. Can we hear Cash Call? Can hear him. Do you want to close with Cash Call? I kind of Why do. not? Well, it's like up it. to him. It's his podcast. No, it's fine. I feel like I hijacked the last it's five not, minutes. No, no that's probably, the whole point. We take Nobody it for wants granted, to listen to me. There's probably a lot of people listening now who've never heard that. Uh, yeah. Probably do you know right. which one it was on? Because Oh, I bet it. it, it, it I think it's on one of those. 
Let me put on my glasses. I don't my see... favorite line in the whole thing is, so I heard Ken the... Thomas was cash call, right? Yeah. I heard the phone rang, and oh, so yeah, I okay. run. Yeah, no, I, yeah I like that. I, I like that. that. It's Grandma here. Yeah, yeah it's Grandma here. <laughs> and they're like, no. Oh, yeah. And I'm making a cash call right now. Do you have any idea what our cash call jackpot oh, is? Oh, God, this is great. Uh, no, I'm sorry I don't. Oh, would you care to take a guess at it? Your test call. <laughs> it's a cash call. Oh. Cost call? <laughs> no, that's cash call. Oh. 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 Well, there's, we have a certain amount of money in the jackpot, and if you guess the correct amount, then you win that amount. Cutting wood. <laughs> That's what I was doing. <laughs> you don't want to take a guess at it then? Uh, well, uh, uh, let's see now. Uh, yeah, oh. uh, gee, I, I uh, well, uh, just one word or? or uh, no, it would be a dollar amount. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh-huh. He's getting pissed off. Well, $17. How's that? Well, that's not quite right. We had $463 in the jackpot. Oh, yeah. Would have liked to have given that to you. Well, that would have been pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, Mr. Shaffle, thanks for being so nice anyway. Oh, you have yeah, a good day, okay? I was outside uh, cutting wood. I heard the phone <laughs> ringing, so I run. Oh, there okay. it is. There it is. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, thank you, too. Okay. Hello? Hello. Is this the Eno Corpy residence? <laughs> Is this the Corpy residence? Yes. Hi, this is Ken Thomas at WJJY Radio in Brainerd, and we're playing Cash Call. Do you uh, do you know our current cash call amount? Huh? Do you know what our current cash call dollar amount is? <laughs> Who is this? Oh, you're not familiar with our program at all, are you? <laughs> no. Okay, well, I'll tell you what we've got here. This is a radio station in Brainerd, Minnesota, calling you. Oh. And we've got a jackpot where there's a dollar amount in the jackpot. And if you can guess the correct amounts, we'll give you that money. Oh. Now, I know you maybe haven't been listening. Maybe you'd like to just take a wild guess at it. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Fargo to the hospital. Oh, I see. <laughs> I got home last evening. Oh, well, I hope you're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. That's good. Yeah. Did you want to take a guess at our total or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and take a guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can come. Oh, anybody okay. can come. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. uh, I'm sorry I disturbed you this morning. Huh? I said, uh, I'm sorry I disturbed you this morning. I yeah, hope you're I'm feeling okay. better. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hello. Hello, is this the Ernest Toluca residence? Yes. Hi, this is Ken Thomas at WJJY Radio in Brainerd, and we're playing Cash Call. Are you familiar with our contest? Uh, well, I'm kind of, this is Grandma, I'm kind of hard hearing. Would you talk slower, please? Okay, uh, this is Ken Thomas at WJJY Radio in Brainerd, and we have a contest we call Cash Call. A, a chess ball? Yeah, <laughs> chess ball. Yep, chess ball, that's right. It's called Cash Call. <laughs> He's starting to lose it. Oh. Well, Ernie's not home right now. Ernie's not there right and now. And neither of them. This is just Grandma here alone. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Could you call again from time? We'll try back some other time. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. There's one more. <clears throat> Hi, this is Ken Thomas at WJJY Radio in Brainerd, Minnesota. We're playing Cash Call. Are you familiar with our contest? No, I ain't. 
Okay, we have a certain amount of money in the jackpot, and if you can guess the correct total, you will win that amount. Make it guess. But they're a choppers. Pardon me? They're a choppers. A pair of choppers? No. That's not it. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, apparently there's one more. Yeah, there is. 30 seconds. This is Ken Thomas calling from WJJY. We're playing a game we call Cash Call. Are you familiar with our contest? Interested. You're not interested. No. What if I told you you can guess at a dollar amount, and if you hit the money, you win money just like that, and it doesn't cost you anything? You're gay. Pardon me? Are you gay? No. <laughs> Hello. Do you know what that was all about? Uh huh. Yeah. Why did See, she ask that? Nobody knows why she gay asked thing? that. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. She thought it was a friend of the family, a person named Gay. <gasps> oh! See, people never knew that. That she said, "Are you gay?" Oh yeah, but You're that is gay. a name. Sure. It's somebody. She thought his name was oh, Gay. Okay. There was a lot of masterful editing going mm -hmm. on. Gay Talese. Yeah. Remember Gay Talese? Gay Talese. Oh, I had dinner with Gay Talese. Oh, you told me yeah. that. Yes. Choppers are mittens, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A pair of choppers. Most people do not know that. Really? Oh. No, most people have no idea what a chopper is. Anyone under choppers. 30 probably has no idea what choppers are. Now, when Mike talked about earlier, as the management changed, 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 it got more and more and more tight, and that kind of thing could have never happened no. anymore. Well, God, it became illegal, didn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah to, to, to release phone audio without their, uh, yeah, their no. consent. You have to have their consent, yep. yeah, when you're recording. No fun of any kind. Nope. Yeah, you gotta, and you've got to get audio of them consenting. Yep, yes, you do. If you want to cover your ass. I just, can we have any fun? How about a little fun? Well, that would be good. As I recall, as I recall Ken Thomas was, was, not, uh, was not pleased with, with the product himself until he started making a lot of money. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he was very happy about it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was, getting, you know, he was getting all sorts of gigs. And here he is from Cash Call. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did, so where did the audio, did, was someone like just sitting there with a tape recorder by the radio recording? Well, the radio station actually recorded all those calls. Oh, and they, they gave it to you? Yeah, a woman. I, God, oh, I can't remember. interesting. I, I, I think her name was Crystal. But I can't remember. It was a woman that brought it to, to us and said, you've got to hear this. Mm. This is right down the KQ wheelhouse wow. right Gold. there. Gold. It was just, it, it was one of the biggest bits ever on radio. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. People in other markets ended up using it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was the signature bit of the Absolutely, morning Absolutely, yeah. No doubt about it. That's yeah, what you play that. for people that aren't from Minnesota. That Yeah. Or for Minnesotans. This is northern Minnesota, right Non-Minnesotans say... Do you guys all talk like you're in Fargo? And we all go, no, we don't talk like that. Yes, you do. <laughs> Listen to Cash Call. It was Cash Call and uh, Dickhead, Dickhead, Dickhead. Oh, yeah, Dickhead, oh, yeah. Dickhead. Check, right. it Check, Check it out. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now I'm severely depressed because radio's nothing like that oh, anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That wasn't my Where's intention. It's, uh, I got 11 more shows to do, and I don't know, man. I just wish it was fun like it used to be, but now it's all corporate. It's all by the law, and, oh, you can't do this. We have to edit that. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. More rules every year. Well, what you should do is go to work for, a, a, a like, a family-owned radio station. That's what I should 
should do. Yeah. Or like do a podcast. Are you saying he should buy a radio station? Or do everything. Yeah. Let's buy let's buy a radio station. They're I not actually that much. asked them how much they want for KQRS and they wouldn't tell me. Mm. They're not as they're not as they're they're coming down in prices. Oh, they're not. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> they are. Yes, they sir. certainly are. I'm sure they are. But yeah, they won't tell me how much they want for it because it's probably not that much. Let's bring back Radio Oz. <laughs> oh my God! Radio Oz. That was phenomenal. All right, we to get the hell out of here, Doug. It's already quarter after twelve. We got to cut it. We got to cut a commercial. I'm not done, so it won't oh, take very long. Yes. Oh, sorry I'm about that. Work. Oh, you know what? I've got some other audio to cut with you too. Well, we got to get off the podcast yeah, so we can do late. some actual uh, right, income we'll generation. It. Thanks you everybody Thank for you. listening. Thanks Tiffany Norton for showing up again. Uh, it was Thank wonderful you. to have you in the studio. Really, I check her out if, you, if you're looking for something to do on New Year's Eve. New Hope Cinema Grill is a great room. It's, Love it. it's just about the Love right size. Place. You're not sitting on top of people, but mm-hmm. it's not so big that you can't. Steve Martin's not going to come out and do his dime trick. <laughs> last time I was there, Dougie, last time I was in that room, somebody, this woman started screaming, and she and her boyfriend walked on Bobby Slayton. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Oh. She did not like Bobby at all. Well, his his comedy cuts a certain way <laughs> yeah. in only right. one well, way. There's so. no doubt about that. There's Polarizing. No about that. Thanks, everybody. Tune in next week. 150. For episode 150 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets.